Good morning. It's Wednesday, October 5th. National Above the Bus Day. Above the Bus Day is a day to recognize acts of kindness. Not to commit acts of kindness, just recognize them. And it's named Above the Bus Day because that's the opposite of throwing someone under the bus. I chose this holiday, really playing it fast and loose with that word, uh, for two reasons. One, because, you know, it's nice to recognize when people do nice things without the added cost of you having to be the one to do the nice thing. Ugh. Also, it's a ridiculous name for a day like this. If someone's nice, say, oh, that's nice. And then that's it. Seems like that could just kind of be our deal every day. Anyway, and now the news. Okay, let's start with yesterday's big news. North Korea's missile launch over Japan that prompted a rare warning to residents to take cover before ultimately landing about 200 nautical miles offshore. This was the 23rd missile launch from North Korea this year. As a comparison, they launched four in 2020 and eight in 2021. There are still a lot of unanswered questions, as this was technically just a test, but Jeffrey Lewis, director of the East Asia Non-Proliferation Program at CNS, believes that this is a part of Kim Jong-un's promise to develop North Korea's nuclear arms at, quote, the highest possible speed, saying, quote, North Korea is going to keep conducting missile tests until the current round of modernization is done, adding that a nuclear test could come, quote, anytime. That test, if it helps ease your fears, would be done underground. So, uh, so good news. Not a missile specifically meant to hit Japan at this exact moment. Bad news, I used the word nuclear. In eye-rolling, wake me up when we can stop talking about this dude news. Elon Musk's deal to buy Twitter is maybe back on, perhaps? Ugh, whatever, who cares? Do it or don't do it. You already signed the paperwork. Speaking of what a bing-bong this guy is, he also inserted himself into Russia's invasion of Ukraine with a tweet that is the very definition of keep your dumb thoughts in your dumb head, saying that to reach peace, Russia should be able to keep the Crimea Peninsula that it seized in 2014, Ukraine should drop its bid to join NATO, and the United Nations should run another election on the four regions that Russia hosted a sham election for and now says they're in charge of. And to prove he's really serious and knows a lot about international relations, he put all of this up to the will of the public in the form of a Twitter poll, proving that maybe, just maybe, inventing an electric car really isn't all that hard. And then, yeah, no, we saw this coming from like a mile away. News. Trump has asked the Supreme Court to intervene in the Mar-a-Lago case, saying the special master that was appointed to review the materials should be allowed to examine roughly 100 classified items that were found during the search. This came after the Department of Justice request to keep those documents from the special master was approved by a unanimous three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. And you'll never guess who filed the petition. Justice Thomas! Justice Tommy Toms! Uh, it's really just a coincidence, actually, since that is the justice who handles emergency requests from the 11th Circuit, which this was. Uh, two big question marks are now out and about in the world. When it comes to this case, one, how long will it take for the court to review this petition? And two, in the meantime, what effect this will have on the investigation? In an absolute fire exclusive, the Daily Beast has published a report with literal receipts that Herschel Walker, 
the Republican Senate candidate in Georgia who is for a complete abortion ban with no exceptions for rape or the life of the pregnant person. Yep, you guessed it. Paid for a girlfriend's abortion in 2009. The woman who has absolutely every right to stay anonymous, which she will obviously not get because people are the worst, but here is to her and her bravery, supported these claims with a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic, a bank deposit receipt that included an image of a signed $700 check from Walker, and, of course, a get well card from Walker. And how did Mr. No Excuses pressure her to get an abortion? He said it wasn't the right time for him to have a child. Walker, in response, says this didn't happen and he plans to sue the Daily Beast for the lie. Sure, Chan. His son, Christian Walker, tweeted out, quote, Every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all knew some of his past. Every single one. He decided to give us all the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying about it. I'm done. The point is, Herschel Walker would be an awful senator. And if you have friends in Georgia, please make sure they're registered and ready to vote. The deadline to register to vote in the state is October 11th. Early voting in the state starts on the 17th and goes through the 4th. Georgia deserves better. Actually, it already has better. It has Senator Warnock. Let's keep him in the Senate instead. Okay, thanks. Country music legend, I mean, true real-life legend, Loretta Lynn passed away in her sleep at home on Tuesday. She was 90 years old. Please note this next story contains graphic descriptions of abuse. Please take care while listening. And finally, brace yourself for this um, awful, awful story that is going to make for a long episode and frankly could be longer because we should be talking about this at length for a very, very long time. We cannot let this story get buried. A report issued on Monday by Sally Yates, the former deputy U.S. attorney general who was hired to investigate claims of misconduct and abuse in the National Women's Soccer League is exactly as terrible as we thought it would be. From the report, quote, our investigation has revealed a league in which abuse and misconduct, verbal and emotional abuse and sexual misconduct has become systemic, spanning multiple teams, coaches and victims. For example, Paul Riley, who has coached both the Portland Thorns and the North Carolina Courage, is mentioned literally hundreds of times in the report, saying that he coerced at least three players to have sex with him. And he left the Thorns when one of the players refused to have sex with him and she was benched. After that player complained, Riley was fired for cause, without the Thorns informing the staff, other players, other NWSL teams, or the public of his termination for cause, which means it was believed that he was fired for poor results. And so in 2016, this monster was then hired as head coach of the North Carolina Courage. In 2019, his name was floated as a possible coach of the U.S. women's national team. After that, people familiar with his sexual misconduct reached out to the United States Soccer Federation. Monday's report says even after that, and despite conversations that included the courage, no action was taken. Instead, it was Riley who publicly withdrew his name as a candidate. And in 2020, he was offered a contract extension with the courage. Riley was finally fired just last year, seven years after the first report about his conduct was reported after The Athletic reported on complaints for players. Riley is among five coaches who were fired or resigned due to inappropriate behavior. He's also accused of emotional manipulation and including himself in players' housing, cars, 
salary, weight, and medical decisions. But why should Paul Riley get all the spotlight here? Let's talk about Christy Hawley, who invited a player to his home to review game film and ended up showing her pornography and masturbating in front of her. Another time, he invited another player over under the same pretenses and instead groped that player's genitals and breasts every time the film showed her making a mistake. Every single person, every single one of them who contributed to this abuse in any way should actually never be able to even think about soccer get let alone be employed any way in any shape by this league. So far, as of Tuesday, we've seen Portland Thorns owner Merritt Paulson release a statement saying he will, quote, be removing himself effective today from all Thorns-related decision-making until a joint investigation by the NWSL and the NWSL Players Association is complete. Over the Chicago Red Stars, same goes for President of Soccer Gavin Wilkinson and President of Business Michael Golub, as well as Chairman Armin Whistler, who were all featured in the report as having enabled or turned a blind eye to the abuse. For example, the report found that Whistler dismissed concerns from players about the Red Stars coach Rory Dames before he resigned on November 21st, 2021. We are talking about some of the best players in the world. Certainly, without question, on record alone, these are some of the best athletes in our country. And yet, because they are women, they were underpaid and this known abuse was allowed to slide. The U.S. women's national team is currently in London in preparation for a game on the 7th. They are ranked number one in the world. Again. And that's it. That's the news. I'm proud of women's soccer players like you wouldn't believe for everything they've had to deal with. And also because they're so exceptional in their craft, on their pitch, all of it. Also, if you listen to the excellently hosted and just okay produced Babes Off the Bench Women's Sports Podcast, you know that last week the San Diego Wave soccer team headed out to play the Orlando Pride in Orlando. And in defiance of Ron DeSantis's heinous don't say gay bill, the San Diego Wave wore shirts with the pride flag on the front and the word gay in bold letters on the back. And you know what? Actually, while I'm here, I'm proud of just women's athletes in general. Bring home Brittany Griner. Uh, but as much as I am proud of them, because you are also going to go out today and in some way, you're going to use your voice as a force for good. I'm proud of you.